Chapter 7. Fog Bogart Attack As Sophie and Sam watched the white mist changed into nine tall, thin fog bogarts. All had long fingers, grey skin, large mouth and deep, dark eyes. But it was the one in the middle of the room who drew Sophie's gaze, the one who was holding a glowing iron key in his bony hands. It's the fog bogarts, Sophie whispered frantically, pulling Sam down under the window. Loads of them! What are we going to do? demanded Sam. The guardian powers pounded through Sophie like a drum beat. What had she been so scared of? She wanted to leap, fight, attack. She jumped to her feet. Come on, let's get rid of them. Sam yanked her back down. Wait, Soph, you can't just march in there. Your kicks can't hurt them, remember? We need to think of a plan. Reluctantly, Sophie stayed where she was. Pressing against the wall, she could hear the fog bog art voices through the bricks. It must be here somewhere. Queen Spinglefingers told us the key glowed when she came into this room yesterday. Our queen looks good as a human, doesn't she? She heard another say. Almost good enough to swallow, said the first first voice. <laughs> the sound of laughter echoed from the room. Let's find this gem, Bone Cruncher. Hold the key up. There was a pause and then the voices got louder. It's glowing brightest over here, near this wall. Sophie frowned. They think the gem's in the art room because the key's glowing. But how can it be? The clue said it's behind a locked door. Sam looked at the open drama cupboard beside them. That's usually locked, he pointed out. The gems could be hidden inside and that's why the key's glowing when it's near this wall. Sophie's pulse leapt as she suddenly realised in a place where playtime dwells. Sam, she cried, playtime. Drama is all about putting on plays. Without waiting for an answer, she lunged for the drama cupboard and started pulling things out. A dusty crown, a telephone, a plastic skull. Search in the corner, she thought, remembering the clue. Pushing aside. A cardboard box full of clothes for dressing up. She scooted all the way into the cupboard and ran her hand along the dusty shelf. At first there was nothing and her spirit sank. Then, then she felt something small and round and closed her fingers round it. The blue gem sparkled in her hand. It, she whispered, holding it up in triumph. Sam's face lit up. Ha! Now all we need to do is get rid of the fog bogarts. 
Sophie nodded worriedly as she tucked the gems safely into her pocket. If only we had your torch. Well, lots of torches, in fact. Sam grinned suddenly. Ha ha, we might not have torches, but we've got something even better. He pointed at the two stage lights. Brilliant! Come on! Sophie said. They crawled over. The stage lights were massive and were on metal stands with wheels. Silently, they pushed the lights towards the art room. Sam plugs the lights into the socket in the corridor wall. Okay, I'll turn the light, the socket on, and at the same time, you push both lights through the door. Let's see how the fog boggets like this. Sam could hear the boggarts moving around the classroom, still searching for the gem. Thank goodness everyone else was in the hall. Are you ready? She breathed. Sam nodded. One, two, three! Sophie gave Stans a push and the bulbs burst into blinding light. Take that, she cried. <laughs> the fog bogart staggered backwards as the light burst through the gloom into the art room. All nine of them retreated into the shadows, shrieking and covering their faces. It's working, exclaimed Sophie. But not well enough, said Sam, chewing his lip. It's holding the bogarts back, but they're not going away. Sophie realised he was right. The bogarts were gathering together, pointing at the lights and whispering. Suddenly they started picking things up and throwing them at the lights. They're trying to break the bulbs, realised Sophie. Her guardian powers tingled through her. She leapt high in the air, twisting in a taekwondo move as she kicked things away from the lights. Books, a toy tractor, a measuring jug, a ruler... Items from the art room went flying around them as she spun, feet flashing... Sam was lunging and diving too, trying his best to bat things away from the lights. We need another plan, he gasped. Yes, we're spotted, cried Sophie, bounding upwards again as the globe of the world hurtled through the air. She half turned with a flying kick, sending it bouncing off the wall. The fog bogarts edged forwards, keeping to the shadows, but throwing more and more and more things. A plastic dinosaur followed a set of scales. With a pair of spinning leaps, Sophie kicked the items away and then raced for the lamps, shoving them towards the bogarts again. The creatures shrieked and shrank back, shielding their eyes. Ah, oh, I've got it! burst out Sam. Sophie rushed to her side. The fog bogarts hate bright light. Well... What light is brighter than sunshine? He hissed. There's been a fog here ever since Miss Waters arrived. I bet that's why. It's protecting them. So, why don't we try to move the fog and let the sun shine down? Uh, just one problem. Sophie leapt in the air, again whirling to kick aside a wooden train. It crashed against the whiteboard. 
How? How exactly are we supposed to do that? The wind turbine, said Sam in a low voice. You'll have to do it because you can move extra fast with your guardian superpowers. Go up on the roof using the fire escape. Then connect the turbine to the battery. Hopefully the blades will start to turn and that will blow the fog away. Sophie glanced at the fog bogarts. They had edged nearer once more, so close now she could see their long, spiny teeth. But, but what about the bogarts? she gasped. Sam took a breath. Guess you're going to have to leave them to me. He jumped behind the lights and twisted them round again, aiming them right at the creatures. Take that, you foggy freaks, he yelled. They reeled backwards with snarls and hisses. Go, Sophie, go! Sophie charged out of the classroom and out of the door into the grey, misty playground. Vaulting lightly over the gate, she leapt up the metal stairs of the fire escape. In seconds, she was standing on the school roof. The world seemed utterly silent. There wasn't a breath of wind. Blades of the wind turbine were completely still. Sophie saw the wire hanging down from the wind turbine and remembered what Sam had told her to do. She quickly connected the wire to the battery and looked pleadingly at the motionless blades. Work, please work, she prayed. For a moment, nothing happened. And then... Oh, slowly the blades began to turn. Faster and faster and faster they went until they were whooshing round, creating a fierce wind that blew Sophie's fringe back from her face and made her trousers and sweatshirt flap. Yes, she cried. The wind started to move the fog away, first from the roof and then from the school. As the mist vanished, Sophie saw a patch of blue sky and then, suddenly, the sun's rays slanted through, bright and warm. The plan was working. But how was Sam coping with the fog bogarts in the classroom? Pounding back down the fire escape, Sophie sprinted to the art room. Bursting through the door, she saw that one of the lights had had its bowl broken. Sam was backed up against the whiteboard, shielding himself with the remaining light, while the bogarts threw things at it. Well, he gasped as he saw her. I've done it, she said. The fog's... She broke off as the door opened and Anthony came in. What are you two up to? What... He broke off with a yelp as he saw the fog bogarts throwing things. Monsters! He yelled. A white ball rubber hit Anthony square on the head. He yelped and dropped to the floor. Anthony! gasped Sophie. Chuckling evilly, two fog bogarts edged through the shadows towards him. Leave him alone! cried Sophie. She might not like her brother, but she wasn't going to let the fog bogarts get their hands on him. 
She leapt across the room, but at that moment, a new figure stepped into the doorway. It was Miss Waters. A shiver ran through the teacher and she transformed into a fog bogart. Her spine stretched and her mouth widened. <gasps> Queen Spindle Fingers! The delighted cry went up from the other fog bogarts. Get them! Miss Waters, also known as Spindle Fingers, snarled, pointing at Sophie and Sam. Sophie's heart thudded. Oh, where was that sunshine? There was no sign of it through the windows yet. She had to do something. She pulled the blue gem out of her pocket and held it up. It sparkled in the dim light. Here, you want this? Is this what you're all after? The fog bogarts reacted instantly. The gem! Get it off her! Stop her! Come and get it! Sophie sang. She raced outside with Sam, following after her, her breath short in her throat. Please let it be sunny out here, she thought. As the fog bogarts burst out of the classroom and into the playground, the last of the fog blew away. Bright sunlight shone on the fog bogarts. They shrieked, writhing as their bodies began to dissolve in the light. Chapter 8. Run for your lives. Sophie blinked as the fog bogarts evaporated. Then, out of the corner of her eye, she thought she saw a squat white figure dart out from the bushes and pick something up off the ground. She stared. It was an ink-cat goblin. She was sure of it. But there was so much else going on, it was hard to see exactly what was happening. All the fog bogarts were yelling and trying to run back into the school. But it was too late. The sun was burning them away, melting their foggy, bog foggy bodies. The fog bogarts who had been the fog bogart who had been Miss Waters hissed in fury and ran at Sophie, her mouth opening wider and wider. You tricked us, you you But even as she reached out for Sophie with her long bony fingers, the Queen Fog Bogart started to melt away. Suddenly, all was silent, apart from the sound of the wind turbines' blades turning on the roof. We... we did it, Sam stammered in shock, looking around the empty playground. And we got the gem, cried Sophie. She jumped into the air, spinning and doing a flying kick. What about the key? Sam exclaimed. He started to hunt around on the ground. Sophie's spirits leapt. If they could just find the key, this would be the most amazing day ever. In a frenzy, she helped Sam look, but the key was nowhere to be found. Suddenly, Sophie remembered the figure she'd seen and groaned out loud. Oh, ah, oh, Sam! I'm sure I saw an in-cap goblin run out of the bushes over there. 
I bet it was spying and picked up the key. The two of them stared at each other in despair. This might have been their only chance to get the key back and now, now it was gone. (sighs) Finally, Sophie sighed. Well, at least we've got the gem. She slipped it into the purse belt she wore around her waist. Come on, we'd better go back inside. This is the longest trip to the toilets ever. As they shut the door behind them, they heard a faint groaning noise. Anthony was standing up, swaying slightly and rubbing his head. Where have the monsters gone? He blurted out when he saw them. Sophie raised her eyebrows. Monsters? What are you talking about, Anthony? There's definitely no monsters in here, said Sam with a shrug. But I saw them. We've got to warn everyone, quick! Anthony ran into the hall. Sophie and Sam chased after him. Anthony, stop! yelped Sophie. But Anthony wouldn't listen. Monsters! He screamed, bursting into the hall. There are monsters in the school. Run! Run for your life! Everyone was working in small groups with different teachers. They all stopped and stared at him. It's real! Anthony cried, waving his arms about and jumping up and down. There are monsters! Great tall grey ones with big mouths! Mr Bryan strode over. Anthony... Whatever you're doing, be quiet and go back to your group, please. But, Mr. Brian, there are monsters out there, panted Anthony. He looked towards the door. They attacked me! People started to giggle. (laughs) Mr. Brown's frown deepened. Sophie stepped forward. Um, Mr. Brian... Anthony got hit on the head, she said quickly. I, I was just coming back from the to the hall from the toilets and I saw him walk into one of the stage lights in the corridor. Understanding dawned on Mr Brian's face. Oh, I see. That explains a lot. Oh dear. I did not walk into a light. A monster hit me on the head with a board rubber. Anthony said, stamping his foot. A ripple of laughter ran round the room. Even the teachers smiled. Yeah, called out Brett. And I saw the Easter bunny earlier. And Doctor Who landed in the playground, said Chris. Come on, Anthony, Mr Brian said in a soothing voice. I think you better come to my office. I'll ring your grandfather and get him to take you home. He looked round. Where's Mrs. Waters? Um, Mr. Brian, Sophie put in again. Um, Sam and I saw her going outside. Outside? Mr. Brian echoed in surprise. Sam nodded. She seemed to be leaving. She looked like she was in a hurry. Do you want me to go and have a look for her, Miss Bryan? Offered Miss Mayfield, the class one teacher. Thank you, Miss Mayfield, Mr Bryan replied. Watch out for the monsters, cried Anthony. Everyone giggled as Mr Bryan hastily led Anthony away. 
the supply teacher's disappearance became the talk of the school for the next day. No, uh, for the rest of the day. No one could work out what had happened to her or why she had left so suddenly. Fancy just going off like that, Sophie heard Mrs Sheldrake, the secretary, saying to Mr Bryan at lunchtime. No sense of responsibility. She seemed such a nice person too, said Mr Bryan sadly. Sophie saw him crumple up the poem he'd written, shoving it away into his trouser pocket. I guess you can never tell with some people. Sophie's class had their own theory about Miss Waters' disappearance. I reckon she got eaten up by a vicious whiteboard rubber-throwing monster. Jake laughed at lunchtime. Monsters? Ah! said Tara, waving her arms in the air like Godzilla. Run for your lives, everyone! Run! Ooh, my name's Anthony and I'm so scared of monsters, said Nazim in a high-pitched voice. Sophie's class fell about laughing. You know, something tells me Anthony's going to get some pretty monstrous teasing when he comes back to school. Sophie said to Sam as they left school that day. Sam grinned. Hmm, it serves him right for following us around. He might even leave us alone from now on, said Sophie. She gave a happy sigh. Oh, everything's worked out so well. I'm sorry I didn't listen to you about Miss Waters, Sam put in. Don't worry, I'm just glad you trusted me in the end. Sophie looked at him curiously. Why did you? Mm, I don't know, Sam frowned. When you spoke to me, it was like like a, a mist suddenly cleared up in my head and I could think properly again. Part of me wanted to keep believing Miss Waters was nice, but <clears throat> when I looked into your eyes, I, I just couldn't. Well, I'm glad said Sophie. I'd never have thought of using the wind turbine without you. And now all the fog boggarts are gone and we've only got two more gems to find. We'll find them, Sam declared. <clears throat> Suddenly he pointed. Look, isn't that your grandpa by the school gates? Sophie nodded in surprise. There was no mistaking her grandfather's trim black clad form. They went over. Hi, Grandpa. What are you doing here? she asked. I wanted to check you were both okay, Grandpa replied with a frown. I knew something must be up when I heard Anthony was talking about monsters and Mrs Waters had suddenly left. So, what's been going on? Miss Waters was a shadow creature, Sam said in a low voice. Sophie was right all along. She was a fog bogart, but they can cloak themselves so the guardian's powers don't sense them, Sophie explained. They can control people's minds and disguise themselves too. Grandpa groaned, clutching his temples. I can't believe I was fooled. I should have realised. You weren't the only one she tricked, Sophie reassured him. Anyway, the important thing is she's gone now. And we've got the gem, added Sam. Grandpa looked astonished. You've got the gem, he echoed. Sophie grinned. 
Oh, we've got so much to tell you, Grandpa. Slowly he started to smile. It sounds like I should treat you both to an ice cream at Maggie's Cafe and you can tell me everything that's been going on today. How does that sound? Brilliant! Sophie and Sam chorused. Grandpa set off. Sophie nudged Sam as they followed him. Pity Anthony's not here, she whispered. I bet he'd have liked some eye scream. <laughs> Sophie's eyes, tw- uh, Sam's eyes twinkled. I don't know, maybe we could take him back a uh, ice cream cake or a, pa- or a plate of custard screams, said Sophie. Giggling together, they follow Grandpa down the sunny street. Chapter 9 in the Woods No! Deep in the shadow woods, a loud cry rang out. It can't be true! Ugg leapt off his tree stump throne and marched around in a rage. The fog boggarts can't have failed! You're lying! He shouted at the three ink hat goblins who were cowering before him. We're, we're, we're not, oh great King Ugg! We saw it happen, your most handsomest majesty. Potato Nose got your key back. The key! Ugg swirled round, his cunning eyes suddenly alight. Where is it? Here, your great majestical Uggness. Potato Nose held out the metal key. The, the fog bogots dropped it when they dissolved in the sun. King Ugg swept the key out of his hands. <gasps> the precious key. <gasps> oh. He held it close to his chest. It shall open the gateway yet. Um, King Ugg? Bigfeet raised his hand cautiously. Uh, I've got an idea of who we can ask to help us. One of, get one of the last two hidden gems. An idea? Ugg looked as if Bigfeet had just said he liked knitting baby blankets for a hobby. You don't have ideas, you worm-brained fungus head. Uh, so, sorry, sorry, Great King Ugg. Bigfeet looked at the floor. So... So what are we going to do, Your Majesty? asked Big Potato Nose. King Ugg marched up and down. We, we will, we, um, hmm. He frowned and changed direction. Ha, yes, let's, uh, um, mm. He scratched his flaking head. Ha, hmm. Well, um, King Ugg hesitated and then strode over to Big Feet. He lowered his voice. So, this idea of yours, what is it precisely? Bigfeet whispered a few words into his ear. For a moment, Ugg stood very still. Ha ha! Then a smile crept along across his face and he nodded. Ha! He turned to flaky face and potato nose. I have an idea! He announced grandly, we shall ask for the help of the... He lowered his voice 
Aaron whispered two words. Flaky face and potato nose. <gasps> caught their breath in excitement. Brilliant! Oh, King, oh, brilliant! Whooped Flaky face. Potato nose nodded. For Guardian will never be able to stop them. That's a great idea. It, it was my idea, protested Big Feet. I, I, ow! He broke off as Ugg tripped him over. Oh, I am so very, very clever, Ugg chortled. This time, nothing shall stop us. The other ink cab goblins, even Big Feet, joined in with the laughter. Ha <laughs> ha! We'll get the gem! Hee <laughs> hee! We'll open the gateway! Ha <laughs> The Guardian won't know what's it, uh! King Ugg rubbed his hands in glee. Uh, this time, nothing but nothing could go wrong.